Hey folks, Smack Talk with Mac here. This is Jerry McMurray. I got a guest in-house today, Austin Nally. He is a junior here at Gardner-Webb, a religion major, a sport nut. So I want to ask him a couple questions. We're going to talk a little Gardner-Webb football, a little college football around the country, as well as NFL and maybe even a little baseball here. So let's get right at it. You were at the Gardner-Webb game for a little bit, kind of left there towards the end. I got kind of out of hand last week. Uh, just talk a little bit about Gardner Webb, that tough loss to Elon last Saturday. What were your initial thoughts on the game, Austin? You know, just the offense really struggled. Uh, defense played well, um, much better than it did at South Alabama, but still just couldn't find what it took to get it done. Yeah, I was really impressed with the defense. I think um, they were better than I actually expected them to be, um, just because of their struggles at South Alabama with giving up huge plays. I thought that they were just not going to be very um, – but I thought it was Elon, so I was like, well, you know, they'll be very well. But uh, to me, the biggest issue was the offense. I think it wasn't really the offensive line. When you run – they're just running read option, and they continue to read the, run that read option over and over. And I think it was just more trying to get Maxwell comfortable. You know, is really – he's the leader now. And I don't think he's really – he don't really know that role as a leader yet. So I think they were trying to get him comfortable and maybe – Maybe they got a little too conservative, maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't know. Yeah, now and now the guard about running Bulldogs will be without Maxwell this week. He's out with concussion. Uh, according to Coach Carol McCray, they'll go with a, a two QB system. Brody Rollins, a true freshman, and Chase Arrington, a redshirt sophomore. Uh, they'll get after it this week. Arrington will get the start, but expect to see Rollins at least in a limited role to start the game early on, and then whoever gets the hot hand will get after it. Virginia Union, though, they're – uh, not Division One, but they they bring a lot of talent to the to the field. A lot of Division One transfers, um, a lot of speed according according to the tape. And uh, this is a big game. You don't want to lose a game like this. This is kind of a game that you schedule as a as an automatic win. Um, so we're looking forward to that. If you want to check that out, six o'clock at Spangler Stadium on Saturday here in Boiling Springs. Well, let's get to a little college football elsewhere. You know, last week, Jacksonville State almost pulls the big upset to Auburn. Uh, Auburn nearly escapes. Arkansas loses um, at home to Toledo, a uh, smaller FBS school. So is there concerns, do you think, in the SEC? You know, SEC is a power conference. Um, you think that some of their teams are starting to dwindle and are the other conferences starting to step up their game? Well, me and you talked about it. I think the – honestly think the FCS talent is improving. I think that um, – you know, to the Jacksonville State game. And I think that, you know, I don't think the SEC is dwindling. Um, we have powerhouses like Ole Miss and Alabama's playing this week, and LSU and Mississippi State played last week. And I think they're still the best conference, and I think they will be for years to come, if not, you know, maybe for the rest of time. But I think um, FCS is improving. You know, we had uh, Kansas lose, and, you know, it just it show, it goes to show that um, – uh, FCS is learning how to find mm-hmm. talent from high schools that are not sure. being recruited by Division One. Yeah, they're finding. It almost feels like they're finding talent uh, in places that you you normally wouldn't look. I know the starting running back up at Purdue. He uh, he had five touchdowns in the state title game last year for a big school in Atlanta. And before that, his his offer he he was coming to Gardner Webb. Uh, he was a top recruit for Gardner Webb, and it would been it's a big difference maker. But just the fact that he obviously has some talent. Um, and he was overlooked, and if he doesn't do what he does in the state championship game, he's running the ball, ball running the ball for the running bulldogs, which is a team, which is a, really a need uh, for Gardner Webb right now. 
Um, what's your? Uh, you got one team you're really looking at right now. I know Notre Dame's taking some injuries. You're a big Notre Dame fan, but is there one team out there so far that's really impressed you that maybe wasn't wasn't a top four, top five team uh, that people were looking at as far as going to the, making the college playoff that you think's really emerged and can do good things, maybe get out of the season with one loss or no losses and be at least in the conversation for the playoff? Well, I initially thought, you know, Michigan State, but I think they're vulnerable and they have to deal with Ohio State, Big Ten. And obviously SEC's going to be difficult, but I'm going to go with SEC school. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I think their defense is as good as any defense in the country, and their offense has really impressed me the last two weeks. I know they haven't played elite talent, but we were kind of – the issue was quarterback because Bo Wallace left. So I think – um, I think we'll see a true test this Saturday, and I think we'll see. Honestly, in my opinion, the two, you know, LSU is good, but I think the two best schools, in my opinion, the best teams are playing this weekend. I think Ole Miss and Alabama will be a good see who is the best in SEC, and I think Ole Miss is a team that's really surprised me and has emerged as a top tier team. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. You know, last year it was it was Mississippi State that took down Alabama early. Alabama was able to rally and turn things around. Uh, and win the games they needed to win. There's gonna there's gonna be upsets in the SEC, especially the SEC West. It's very talented, very deep. Uh, all the teams can play with each other. Um, you know, I really like I really like LSU. I think I think they they have the talent. And I, just looking at their schedule, their their schedule, and that people just keep talking. You know, and you can't you can't ever count out Les Miles. You know, they're gonna play Alabama tough. They're gonna play their schools really tough. Um, another team to watch for, I think we, we've talked about this, is also Georgia. You know their schedule may be a little more favorable. They have a, a top tier running back, and they they get a they get a gutsy South Carolina team coming in there um, at home this week. So we'll see. There's going to be a lot of good college football games. And you know, folks, next week we'll be we'll be talking about something totally different because something always crazy happens in college football. Well, let's move on to the NFL a little bit here. Um, after week one, you know, there's been there were some upsets last week, some surprises, but really kind of panned out how people thought. You know, St. Louis, St. Louis is going to put points on the board. They're going to they're going to make people they're going to make people squeal. Their defense is tremendous. Their special teams is good. They got a great coach in Jeff Fisher. They knocked off Seattle in overtime. The Colts really laid an egg up in Buffalo. So these are two teams. You know, Seattle's reigning uh, NFC champion and the Colts made it to the AFC title game last year. Do you think there's concerns with either of the, these teams? How much should fans be concerned? How much should uh, the organization be concerned with these teams? And how much do you just think is a fluke? They're going to get things turned around. They're going to get things rolling. I wouldn't be concerned with um, either one, Seattle or Indy. I think that um, Indy has Andrew Luck, and I think he's proved since he's been in the NFL that he's a elite quarterback. And he'll get things turned around. And they played the Buffalo team – to me, was inspired. You know, Rex Ryan, not particularly a fan, but I respect him. He's a very good coach. He knows how to rally his players, and everyone, you know, everyone knew Buffalo's defense was going to be elite this year, and they kind of they proved it. And I don't think the, I don't think Colts should worry. I think once they uh, find out their identity, I mean, they have a running back that can actually carry the load with Gore, and I think it's finding that balance with Luck because Luck's used to throwing the ball all over the field. And I think the Seahawks, you know, they've proved the past three years that you don't really should really worry about them. They lost to a very good St. Louis team, which I think Nick Foles turned that offense around. I think that was a great addition in the offseason. 
they have a great coach in Jeff Fisher, and I think that you no, know, you shouldn't either worry about either one about St. Louis or Indy. And I know you're an Indy fan, and we've talked about it. And I don't right now. There's no cause for worry. Yeah, and I think with Indianapolis, I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that they've Andrew Lux is his fourth season. He's they've made the playoffs his first three seasons. They've won their opening game once. Uh, obviously, the you know the team they're playing last year they lost at Denver. But it takes things. It, it takes time to get things going, and you know they they do have concerns at the offensive line. But they have always had concerns at the offensive line, even when Peyton Manning was there. So I don't think they should be too worried yet. They have injuries. Uh, they could be getting Robert Robert Mathis back this week. That really help on the edge rush. Now if they they lay an egg at home on Monday Night Football against the Jets and really really struggle, you know, then there may be something to be concerned about. When it comes to Seattle, I think maybe there is a little bit of concern on defense. It's just going to take a little bit while for them to get healthy. They're playing a much, you know, talk about you compare the two teams. They play in a much tougher division than the Colts too. But Seattle, Seattle's going to win nine, ten games. You know, if they if they miss out on the playoffs, so what? You know, it, you're not like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, they take their teams to the playoffs every year. But look, I mean, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, those are two top quarterbacks in their generation. They've missed out on the playoffs, so you can't expect Seattle. Um, you, their time, the time is coming to where they're going to drop off a little bit, but they still have a lot of talent. Uh, I think the Cam Chancellor holdout is huge too. Yeah, and I mean I know that it's just one player, but that's a player that can make a huge difference in the secondary. Sure. And then, you know Nick Foles showed it. Nick Foles really exposed that secondary, and all they and it seems all they have right now that's elite is Richard Sherman. Right, and that's a huge makes a huge yeah. Difference. And their defense as a whole has been shaken up a little bit. Um, what's one game this week as we uh, hurry along here? What's one game this week in the NFL that really stands out to you, and that you think will be the highlight game of the week. I'm going to go with Cincinnati and um, San Diego. And the only reason I go with them is there's are two teams. You know, C- Cincinnati, Marvin Lewis has been on the hot scene, scene site since we started watching football. And um, he makes the playoffs every year. But they really impressed me last week. And I know they played Oakland, but they didn't have a letdown that many teams seem to have in the first week. And um, I think they're primed to make a good run in AFC. Um they're in a very tough – they're probably one of the toughest divisions, maybe the toughest division, with the Steelers and the Ravens, who are both great teams. And um, I think that uh, San Diego, you know, Phillips always been good, and he's always faced the issues with turnover battles and wear down at the end. But I think with the addition of Melvin – with Melvin Gordon getting drafted and maybe having a running back, maybe a Balcal that I – mean, that they could just, you know, mm-hmm. that could just run for him, I think that'll – and I think those are two teams – that can be good, but they just could got to continue to get better, and I think that's a really interesting game. Yeah, and you know, like you said, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, San Diego, both playoff hopefuls. Uh, I didn't include either of them in my playoff predictions, but Cincinnati, you know, they have, like you said, they have to overcome the Ravens and the Steelers. And we talk about the Chargers; you have to, they're going to have to overcome the Chiefs and the Broncos with Peyton Manning there and uh, with the Broncos, and that is going to be my matchup of the week tonight. The Broncos and the Chiefs. The Broncos are going for a record uh, for the most consecutive games won within a division on the road. Um, it's going to be a great one. You know, Peyton Manning, all the way back to his AFC East days, his AFC South days, and now in the AFC West. Uh, he's really dominated division games. Um, he's played really well, especially against Kansas City since moving to the AFC West. And he played, he played really well against Kansas City. Um, especially in Arrowhead Stadium, that's where he got his first road playoff win as a as a Colt. Uh, so it's going to be a great game. These these two teams are very entertaining. And Manning against Alex Smith, you know, Alex Smith's more of a game manager, but 
man, did he have a good week last week. Real quickly here to wrap things up, you know, baseball is dwindling down. People are forgetting about baseball. They're focusing on football. But there's a, you know, there's not a very, very close division race out there. You know, the, the, uh, just like we were talking about a minute, the, that, the AL West, um, maybe the best division race in baseball, but there's a lot of good teams. The playoffs are going to be great. You know, there's going to be some teams that haven't made the playoffs in a while get in this year and they're going to, they're going to make some noise. So real quickly, just what, what's one team right now that's playing well, that stands out to you that you think can make a deep run in the playoffs? I think. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays, and the only reason, I mean, the addition of Tula Whiskey was great, but their offense was great to begin with. I think the addition of David Price as that lead pitcher, the one that you can throw out there in game one of the division series, and I think that they're really, really scary offensively. And if they can get on a roll going into the playoffs, it doesn't matter how great your pitching is. If you can hit, I think it's it's going to, they're really, they're a really scary team. Um, obviously, you can't count out the Royals. They've been kind of slowing down, but Ned Yost is a great manager, and I think he'll have them ready for playoffs. But I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Yeah, when you talk about the Blue Jays, you, you mentioned Tulowitzki, and he, he's going to be out. They're hoping to get him back by the end of the season. And really, he hasn't been doing a lot offensively for them, but he's really been that that core up the middle defensively, and you know they that, that could be a hole they have to fill there at shortstop that really could slow them down. Um, that's one position that you really need to – Really need a stud at, very consistent player at. But like you said, David Price, I think he's just been overpowering pitching-wise. Um, they've really pieced the puzzle, or they've, they've pieced the pieces together to make a to make a pretty good puzzle. And, you know, that the Blue Jays are going to be one team really to watch. You know, I, don't, I can't think off the top of my head who they're most likely going to play in the first game, or in the in the, in the NLDS, you know, the it's most likely going to be the Yankees and either the Astros or the Twins in the wildcard game. Is the Rangers are just playing really well and have overtaken the Astros in the AL West. Uh, and the Rangers might be one team. They're really of a dark horse. But really, I think it's going to be, I think the World Series team is going to come out of the NL. And I want to say I want to say the Cardinals just because of how well they've been playing um, throughout the season. But they've really taken a hit. I think, you know, the Mets, the Mets and the Dodgers, I think the winner, the winner of that series in the NLDS is probably going to get it done because Pittsburgh and Chicago, they're they're really beating themselves beating themselves up. In the NL Central, you know, they're playing each other, they're playing the Cardinals, they're getting that mix in. And that wild card game is just going to take a lot out of Pittsburgh and Chicago. And whoever comes out on top, I think is going to be able to knock off St. Louis with momentum. But once they get to if they run into the Mets pitching, they run into the Dodgers pitching, you know, those Dodgers bats, I think it's going to be too much. I think we're going to see some some new blood in the World Series. Giants, unfortunately, are not going to make the playoffs this year. Um but it's gonna it's gonna be anxious to people. Don't forget about baseball. It's it's America's pastime, great sport. Watch your football on Saturdays and Sundays, but there's baseball on every day. Playoffs coming up here in a couple weeks. Most teams have fifteen to twenty games to play. So we'll wrap things up. Wanna thank Austin Nally here for joining me this week and we'll have somebody else new in next week and we'll be talking whole new realm of sports, including more baseball as the postseason nears and the wrap up of week two in the NFL. See you later, folks.